are now tuned in to the Cosmic Combos Podcast, your number one source for accurate, relevant, and thought-provoking astrological conversations in the podcast nation, the place where stars and minds align. Peace. You're now tuned into the Cosmic Convos Podcast. I'm your humble host, Harut, and got my, my good brother here, Brother Rob. How you doing? All right, brother. Living and learning and uh, taking it a day at a time. My brother, how about yourself? Hey, man. Same here. Same here, man. Just, you know, learn something new every day. You know, staying driven, staying busy. You know, trying to, uh, you know, take it to the next level. Indeed. Yeah. Yep. But, you know, before we get too far, I want to remind you all that this podcast is brought to you by Pushing Forward Media Group, Calaprusha Astrology, and our good people, our good sisters and brothers over there on Patreon. Um, special shout out to y'all. We definitely appreciate you all coming through. We've, we've had an a, a increase in the amount of patrons that's um come through and showed us love and we definitely appreciate that um you know and also also remember that you know you hit us up on patreon you know there's some benefits there you know so uh you know we reach out to you you know you, you know make sure you get your goodies <laughs> you know what i'm saying um you know and um just as far as everything else goes um you know you can find us on instagram um at cosmic convo Right, that's C O S M I C C O N V as in Victor O. Um, you can find Push It Forward Media Group on Instagram at Push It Forward P U S H I T F W D, and find us on the web at the same um, same spelling pushitforward.com. Um, you can find this podcast there as well. Um, Brother Ra, um, how can the people get in touch with you? Uh, you know. The famous Magic Three. Um, you can hit at me at Calaprusha Astrology uh, at Gmail, or you can hit me up on either IG or Facebook at Shechem uh, at Shechem Ra. So either one of those definitely get a hold of me. Good deal, good deal, good deal. So um, yeah, man, we you know last show was was um you know another good one. Got a lot of real 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 good feedback, and um you know I also saw that uh. You know, we made a little little breakthrough in the continent, you know, and when, you know, we're looking at the data, um, we noticed that there's a, you know, uptick with Nigeria being, you know, of course, there was a second um, country to the U.S. last week um, and the amount of listeners we have. So, you know, we appreciate Google and, the, you know, finding all the right little keywords to you know, let's pop up on, you know, a good people on, you know, Nigeria's radar so they can give us a good listen. <laughs> what you think about Indeed. that? Hey, um, I got a lot of good feedback, too. So uh, I was quite pleased with uh, the responses. So you know, definitely keep it coming. Nigeria, what's up, y'all? Hey, shout out. Uh, definitely appreciate the, the, the patronage and the, the listening, the views. Uh, so just keep them coming. Uh, you know, like I said, we're going to be doing more African countries coming up. Ghana's next um, on the radar. So, be you know, definitely be listening and looking for that. So that will definitely be coming up. But uh, it's a joy to be able to really kind of unpack and to uh, really explore different things, you know, in a venue like this where we can really, you know, really have a good, good, deep conversation and really understand, you know, the spiritual importance of different you know countries and different things as far as astrology is concerned so uh, more to come definitely indeed and indeed and on that note um you know another country's been just you know rising on the low is brazil um you know mm -hmm. brazil they was like you know number four last week but they're number four top in the top four of our um you know listeners as far as in different countries okay. overall all, right. all time so Brazil's I'm gonna have to throw there. Brazil a, a, a thing or two. Let's see what happens. Let's see what it does. Yeah, and I still don't know. I'm trying to figure it out, man. Seychelles still got the number two spot over the UK. That's interesting. <laughs> That's real interesting. That's interesting. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. So shout out to the Seychelles, man. 
If you shout out, hit us, hit me up, hit, hit, hit one of us up. You know, let us let us know who you are. Um, you know, so we can, we can connect. Indeed. Well, um, you know, enough with all the the small talk. You know, um, let's start moving into the day's topic. You know, we we have some people out there that's like, man, just get to the topic, man. <laughs> But you know you gotta you, know. <laughs> you gotta you gotta ease in. You can't just jump into it. You know. <laughs> you gotta walk before you run. You gotta walk before you run. Indeed, indeed. So um, you know um, it's been a. It's actually, this is the first um, I guess. Do we have a question? Oh, you're right. See, I'm over here. I'm trying. I'm trying to get past the, the thing, and you know, forgot our, our people's um question. So um, we do got a question. Um, the question is, how do you find, you know, um, or some indi- some key indicators for immigration with an E in a chart? Hmm. Well, um, several, you know, with immigration with an E, uh, uh, is when, when you're ready to really kind of let it let it all go and and, and start anew in, in another land in another country um and you know everything in the chart for the most part is facilitated it's to some degree right we can usually see whether or not a person is going to um be local right uh maybe uh, national or even international mm-hmm. right that all can be seen within the context of the chart. Um, when we're talking about uh, a person's relations to uh, where they where they're from, um, here's a here's a here's a strange thing, right? Uh, planets in the fourth house will usually do the opposite, right? Planets in the fourth house usually that person has a, a very keen um, connection to where they reside, and if it's if it's the lord of that planet there. And they really have a strong connection to their homeland or the city or in state uh, neighborhood, generally uh, where they were born, right? So the fourth being that, right? You can look to that as kind of like, okay, well, hmm, where would we look to see what house would be the house that would be the house that would tell tell us if that person's ready to do the opposite, right? Well, residence is fourth, right? And each one of these different houses is a different. So the fourth house has a, a higher octave, right? Every house has a higher octave, right? So the fourth house is the home, right? So there's a higher octave of the home, mm-hmm. right? Which is literally the eighth house. The eighth house, well, how would that be home? Well, it's the instability, right? It's the shifting. It's the unlatching it's the taking away from the connection right because literally the eighth house is a house of uns it's unsettled right it's tumultuous so that's when we talk about literally that's the phase of life when you are going from literally middle age almost to you know i'll say elderhood so it's middle you can almost look at it like the house of uh your midlife crisis if you will yeah because that's what it is in essence right it's a house of crisis so you're detached now through the eighth house right but the higher octave of the fourth is residence but now it's residence outside of your home right so you go through the fire through the eighth but the twelfth is to take you out of this place right to remove you from where you reside so you have a new what again residence right so when you understand that, then you look to the twelfth house. Now, of course, many people have planets in the twelfth house, and they've never left their country before. But many times, the um, planet that uh, is ruling their dasha is not that lord. It's not the lord of the twelfth. So they literally it doesn't facilitate that, and. Usually that Lord of the Twelfth has to have some connections, I would say, for one, with Jupiter, I mean, with uh, um, Rahu, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, Rahu definitely can do that. Right? Rahu have that desire, right, to really cause you to even investigate or to look out into moving in other places, right? Um, you want to look 
to uh, the connections between the fourth and the twelfth and see if those periods will um, ensue as far as the dashes are concerned. Because the dashes are the, you know, Vimshatari, right? And there's other dashes, right? They have lots of other dashes, right? Dasha systems. But Vimshatari is the king, right? So, in Parashar, anyway. So, when you look at the king, right, of systems, it says that the ruler of that lord, or that, that lord, has to be activated, right? That house has to be activated through the lord. So, let's say, if it's activated, right, and they're 12, right, it may not be likely that they're going to move or expatriate, right? Because they themselves are under the control of, right, mother and father. Mm -hmm. or whomever their parents are or whoever's taking care of them so there has to be some other things going on but if they're an adult and they're running a period where there's certain interfaces between like I said Rahu the 12th Lord because Rahu is the need the, the, Rahu produces a need and the 12th house is escape right and the 12th house is the house where you want to get away I'm tired I'm ready to change the scene right? I'm ready to be reborn into a whole new existence that's the twelfth house, foreign living. So there's usually some connections to the seventh house as well, and we'll get into why. And sometimes connections to the second house. So, you know, if you understand how astrology works, there's always layers to it, and we read in layers. We never read what we're looking for is called confluence. And confluence is when you have three or more, right? And three creates a shape. Only three creates a shape, two's a line, one's a dot. So one thing there, probably not going to happen. Two, mm, possible. Three, yes. Four, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So we look for confluence. And so confluence repeats itself in different patterns in different ways. But the baseline has to be there. And that baseline is the 12th house and the 12th Lord activating that particular desire, want, or need to, to expatriate. So I hope that answers the question to some degree. I'm pretty sure it did. Pretty, pretty thorough, thorough explanation right there. Indeed. So hit us up. Let us know if we answered the question. Uh, <clears throat> and again, you know, keep the questions coming. And, um, you know, we'll we'll do it like that. All right. Thanks. Thanks for the reminder. Because I sure. <laughs> I sure was about to uh, take us in a whole nother direction. Let's dive on in. Now yeah. we can just, just dive on in. Indeed. Sure. So shoot, um, you know, like I was saying before, um, this is uh the first, I guess, um, you know, um, notable person's chart that uh we've done this whole season. You know, we just been we've been hitting the topics, the subjects, and stuff like that, but we haven't done anybody's chart this season. Um, and we got more coming up, but I think this one is a is a good one. Um, especially for me, cause I'm, you know, I'm in the, I'm in the film realm of things, right. Mm -hmm. You know, so, mm -hmm. um, you know, I definitely have been keeping my eye on this particular person. Um, you know, but I also think it's a kind of a, a good kind of case study on timing, you know, seeing how things develop, you know, things don't always, you know, happen at, you know, at the ages and different things that we, you know, expect them to and stuff like that. And I think this is a good chart to kind of look at to see how that may unfold. What you think? Uh, yeah, this is an excellent chart to see how karma, destiny, assure certain things to happen and can also ensure that other things won't happen. And we're going to see how today. Yeah. Right. But karma is karma. Destiny is destiny. It has to unfold. Right, and so, I mean, Ava Marie DuVernay, right, who is the wonderful individual we're going to be exploring um, today right, in regards to uh, her astrological placements, uh, she's going to be a very good example of just that, and that um, karma timing is beyond your control. Right? Yeah. You're going to see how it's, these things are assured to happen and when you witness the person's life and that you know some of the things that are kind of behind the scenes there's just no question as to what you're looking at so let's let's dive in indeed 
So we can start, you know, she's, uh, you know, born August 24th, 1972 in good old Long Beach, California, West Coast in it. Um, what's the time you got on her? I got 1722, 522 yeah, PM. 1722. Yeah. Okay. I got that too. Sounds like a pretty solid time. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Pretty solid. Um, so that puts her right at, uh, let's see, what are we looking at? What, uh, 15 degrees or 15 seconds? I'm um, 15 minutes, uh, Capricorn. Right. Yeah. So she's almost a Sag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. She's almost a Sag. Mm. Look at there. <laughs> yeah. And that's something. Yeah. Right on. Right on. So the, yeah. I mean, cusp born. <laughs> so, oof, that's a hairline degree. <laughs> fifteen. Fifteen minutes. You would. Fifteen minutes. Puts her into Capricorn. But guess what? We're going to see that she actually is Capricorn. And and why and how. Yeah. Right? Because Sag, right? Would have done different things. Right? Would have put different placements in different positions. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And, and so, with that being said, when you see it, it's like, ah, oh, I see now. Right? Why these... Why the time... It's so very, very, very specific. And her time was provided by Astro Data, Astro Data Bank. Uh, if you ever want to find times and see if they're um, AA rated, meaning they're rated, uh, considered to be right off the birth certificate. Um, that's, you know, primarily where I get a lot of my, I give a, I have a lot of different sources for different charts for different famous people, different countries and all that. But um, one of good sources, Astro Data Bank, and her chart has an AA rating on it. Right, so uh, her time is pretty solid, pretty pretty solid. I mean, their time, their times can be off, folks. Yeah, uh, I've had to rectify a few charts uh, via Astro Data Bank, but uh, from the mo most part, what I can see, it's pretty dead on. So, um, moving in, right? She's Cap ascendant, and so Capricorn ascendant. And let's talk about Ava before we really kind of get into the astrological underpinnings, what she's, who she is, and what's going on. Um, Ava Duna, Ava Marie Duvernay uh, is a African American or black or Moorish or whatever persuasion you want to name her. <laughs> she's uh, of African descent. Um, uh, she's a she's a film producer slash director, right? And um, you know, it's uh, she's she's um, not very. Uh, you would have to know a few, like you'd have to know the, the movies that she is, like does, like she hasn't, she's not a popular name in household, but she has a some movies and some some things that she's produced that is popular in the households. But her herself, she herself, is very much kind of behind the scenes. Yeah, that's what a director does, in fact, right? But some directors are out there, right? Some of them kind of put themselves out there as, you know, kind of spike. In the limelight, right? Spike Lee, he's one. Well, <laughs> Spike, exactly, yeah. right? You know, some of them kind of, you know, have that uh, need to be seen. Yeah. And um, Capricorn Ascendant is very different in that they're very reserved, right? Uh, very reserved. Um, that's what Saturn produces is the reserved disposition, right? And so, um, understanding that, right? All right, cool. All right. So, <clears throat> Capricorn Ascendant produces, um, you know, first of all, it's ruled by Saturn, right? So, Saturn being the, the ruler, uh, this person, these individuals are typically very reserved, right, in nature. Uh, you know, they're not uh, boisterous, they're not um, very expressive. Um, they're not very, uh, they can be very articulate. That's not what we're saying, or what I'm saying is they have a, a disposition that kind of falls back, right? Yeah. Um, they're not limelight type of individuals by nature, right? Saturn itself is a planet that is very dim, right, in regards to the ambience that it produces. So being dim, right? 
Capricorns ruled by Saturn typically have that disposition to be further in the background, like a director does, right? Um, other famous one, another famous um, Capricorn is uh, Barack Obama. Yeah. Right? right. And Barack Obama, right, even though he's in the public eye, he's the president. If you ever look, he has a very stoic kind of very matter of fact, very plain way of delivering his information or delivering himself. Right. He had, of course, he has like the swag and all that stuff, I'm sure that you know but i'm saying in regards to how he speaks and presents himself he's very much plain matter of fact saturn-esque type of individual you can see yeah, and as soon as he got out of office he you know he, he he didn't he he you know he's doing stuff behind the scenes but he's not like <laughs> you right. know he went back he went, right. he went back into you know he he, he fell back mm -hmm. you know exactly the public like eye. a capricorn would yeah. like a capricorn would right so and some Capricorns, and trust me, there's different placements to do different things, folks. I'm talking just, we're going to boil it down, right? But in the in the back, just to understand the main theme of a person's life, that's what the Ascendant is all about. So we're seeing that this person is very methodical, patient, enduring, long-suffering, right? But in the end, right, Capricorn climbs the good old mountain to get to the height of victory. Yeah. And Ava Marie Duvernay is not right, exempt from that, in, in by the least. And so, understanding uh, she has a lot of, um, she has a pretty large resume. Right? Pretty large resume. Um, her resume uh, includes some, some very famous um, movies. Um, in fact, she's got some very phenomenal awards um, and nominations um, just because of her sheer determination, right? Yeah. Her sheer excellence. Right, um, Capricorns do when they are, um, and when they're when the planets are positioned fairly um, viable in a, in a viable way. Um, Capricorns love excellence. Saturn is very long suffering and painstaking, and will go through every single nook and cranny to make sure something happens. So that Capricorn, that Saturn energy, yeah, it loves excellence. It likes to be recognized for excellence. Yeah. Right. So, <clears throat> uh, in 2014, right, she was, and we're going to talk about some time frames, but just to give people just a general reference to kind of dive in here and, you know, see what's going on with the sister. Um, she uh, was the first black female to be nominated for a Golden Gate Award, Golden Globe Award in 2014. Um, she uh, directed the Disney film A Wrinkle in Time. My daughter loves that movie. Right? Um, it earned over $100 million at the box offices. So, I mean, um, she's the first African-American to win the Best Director Prize at the Sundance Film Festival in 2012. So, I mean, and those just that's the big stuff. You know, there's other little, um, I don't want to say little diminishing, but there's other things that she's done uh, throughout her career that have kind of, you know, um, help support and get her to that point, but also uh, she's continuously doing things now. Yeah. Um, but to give a little backdrop about her life a little bit, just so that we can kind of see, you know, the actual um, chart reveal the relationship, the private kind of things or the hidden behind, behind the scenes things that a chart should reveal so that you can verify exactly what you're looking at and who you're looking at. So, one of the things I always look at is the mother, the moon, right? And uh, many times the moon, um, the relationship with the mother, like when you go, and a lot of this information is from Wiki, y'all, I'll keep it a buck, right? Because I've never, I haven't run across a, a biography or autobiography about the sister, so uh, Wiki kind of facilitates and fills in the gaps. So if there's any misinformation that I might uh uh, say or, or, or provide uh, Ava if you ever get wind of it right uh, it's just because it's on wiki so if uh, if the if you if the real if we get more information that counters this or changes it you know by all means we look deeper and see you know what's going on but nonetheless the moon is a revealing factor of a person's mother and the relationship they're in and also what the mother will do many times in life yeah in that person's child in that person's 
childhood and life. And so the moon is in the second house. Now, the second house is a, is the house of early learning. Right? Yeah. Uh, most people think of the houses of astrology when, when it comes to education, fourth house, fifth house, ninth house, and so forth. And it is correct. But there's the third house, which is also learning, which is technical skills, um, um, trades, right? Things like that, right? That's third house. Um, so third house is learning too, right? And second house is learning, but different stages, different ways of learning. And second house can also be very erudite. The individuals can be very erudite when you have a lot of plants in the second house. And reason is because at a very early age, uh, they've learned very quickly. In fact, the second house is the house that kind of shows you if a person has mastery or control of their senses. So the second house is very, each house is very like mysterious behind the scenes meanings. When you know what they mean, then you know why it produces what it produces. So the moon in the second, right, produces a mother that is a educator. right? And so the mother, and stated in Wikipedia, shows that uh, the mother is an educator by far Um, in fact the ruler of the mother the lord of the mother right goes to the house the fourth house from the moon and the fourth house from the moon also symbolizes that the mother was employed in education the ruler of the moon saturn right because the moon is in aquarius it goes to the fourth from the moon yeah educator again showing it right so you see what I mean? Uh, you also can see um, sixth from the moon, right? Is Mercury, and moon, and work is also sixth house. So Mercury also would define mother's work as well. So right, and Mercury's education, right? So again, right, all these factors show the confluence of this person's mother, of Ava's mother being an educator, right? Check one, right? Now we're looking at the correct chart. We already can see that's the first check. Really, that's actually check two. First check is the ascendant, right? The Capricorn disposition. Now here's the thing: she's five six, right? Not very tall. But if you look at Ava's shape, like body structure, right? You go through, and when you do um, something like this, you want to take and get as many factors as you can to really see if the chart is revealing or producing what it says. Now, let's say, for example, let's say for hypothetical purposes, let's say she was a Sag, right? Uh, Sag's Jupiter can do two things. Usually makes you, can one, make you round and, 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 and stout, well, rounded. Let's say round, I mean round. <laughs> or, or it can make you very tall, right? Pisces can be that way, and so can Sag, right? So usually gives the person some height. Now, of course, this is contingent on the person's DNA in their background physically, how those factors come into play. But for the most part, that's what the Sagittarian energy will do. Yeah. So cat, right, slenders, condenses, streamlines, right, Um, reduces creates more bone bony structure right but remember she's cusp right so she's 15 minutes ascended uh, 15 minutes cap ascended now her ascendant lord goes to a particular place in the chart which then changes the overall physiology because wherever the ascendant lord goes that is also going to be a major shaping factor in a lot of the things with regards to the person's destiny and chart so it's in taurus and taurus as we know is one of the most stoutest stockiest um signs in the zodiac yeah so now when we look at ava right she's not thin but she's not she's not thick yeah did you notice yeah not not like voluptuous or nothing like that no no she has like some you know what I mean? Like she's shaped, but it's not like she's, it's just, it's very much, you can see that that Venusian play is there, mm-hmm. right? Over that Capricornian, right? Kind of backdrop, right? That Saturnian backdrop, if you will. Yeah. Right? 
that's how you begin to see, oh, wow, this is what I'm looking at. Yep. Because if it was Sag, it wouldn't be that way. So the time is pretty, pretty tight. Right? So moving in, right? Now, <clears throat> other things we'd like to see, and I don't want to get too deep into techniques that kind of take people off on tangents because there's so much to the system, y'all. I haven't even talked about a root of lagnas or anything like that, which it gets very complex because you have to know certain rules, right? But what we typically will look at, right, is um, what we call a root, a root of lagna or kind of the way in a root of lagna, what it is, is the way society filters the person's reality not the reality for the person per se it is to a degree because you get feedback from society but the aruda is like the it's an illusion it's maya they call maya right it's what you think right or might perceive from a general perspective of a person from a from a larger kind of framework right and they get, it gets real complex but right nonetheless right the aruda lagna for the children i mean for the siblings is what we usually want to see right to see if, like she really does have like a lot and she says she has four right four kids or four siblings mm -hmm. so this house of siblings right uh, third house younger 11th house older and there's no planets in either but doesn't mean anything right so we look to the lords, oh, there's nothing, well, Jupiter's in the 12th, you would think, hmm, that would think, no children, or no younger siblings. Uh, 11th lord is in the 8th, again, jeez. But when we begin to look at the Arudha from the 11th, right? So, well, and the way you find an Arudha is you count the number of houses from that house to where that planet is, and then you count the same number of houses again, right? So it's a little complex. But understanding the Aruda for that, it shows that she will have a great deal of siblings, older siblings. But they're probably from her father's side. Hmm. So, <clears throat> you know, these little things can be revealed, you know, when you know this, these little nuances and subtleties. But nonetheless, right? She has, it says in the Wikipedia article, she has four siblings, right? Pretty sure they're older, right? Not younger. The Aruda for the third is doesn't support um, that combination. So, nonetheless, right, moving deeper into Ava's um, disposition and kind of who she is, right? She's a film director. Now, remember, we kind of talked about in the last kind of, uh, well, actually not last, but a few uh episodes back about the fifth house right yeah and children yeah right and so remember we talked about children in the fifth house in essence of being something that you create that outlives you right and you can go back and listen to that episode folks to understand why right but the fifth house is something a creative essence of something that outlives you it's something that is beyond your physical apparatus, right? It's something that is li literally will sit there and it can literally, if it's someone sustains it, it could last thousands of years, right? Work of art, work of literature, right? Um, a monument, a building, right? The, the think about Leonardo da Vinci. Think about um, Imhotep. Think about... You know, people that their names last for an eternity because they produce something that is a, has affected society in a major way. So that's the fifth house, right? That's what it does. It causes you the need and desire to create, right? Not from like the divine perspective, but as remember, as above, so below. So man is God on earth. So we do create just like the supreme being creates, but in my in on the on the smaller level. So that divine urge to create that that urge to create is the fifth house. When you have planets there, right, and provided the planets are you know not in positions that are somewhat compromised, um, it produces any planet will produce something 
that person has to it will it will make that person create something based on the planets or the, the how the placements or whatever placements are there no matter what the fifth house is a very special house it's the key house of a chart so <clears throat> her ascendant lord which is saturn right is in the fifth house now she's went to school. She's a double major. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Fifth house, right? Is a house that literally is an education house. Right? Yeah. It's your master's degree house, y'all. If you really want to kind of, if you wanted to boil it down, I know. See, the fourth house is the house of of education, just general up to college level education, right? The fifth house is your master's degree. If you really want to, and I've seen this happen over and over and over, right? The fifth house is your master's degree, right? Your ninth house is your PhD, right? So when you look at the fifth house, she's a double major. She doubled in English Lit and African American Studies. So when you double major, you're basically almost still at the level of producing a mat it's uh, you're handling a level of education that is heavy right and it produces the master's degree in in sense in a sense because you're literally your a double major is so much of a workload it's that much if you've gone to college you know right yeah <laughs> you've got a double major you know your brain is working double time yeah right? yeah so a master's degree is just a couple more years so you you basically done a master's degree within the first four years of your education because you double majored, right? So that is a master in and of itself, meaning that her ascended lord's in the fifth house. She is that she was compelled, and it's in a sign that is very very friendly. Taurus is very friendly to Saturn, meaning and I'm not gonna get into the depths of all the, the, nak the nakshatras. I can. It's in Megashira. Megashira is the nakshatra that causes someone to search. Someone to be on the look for the psalm of the nectar of life, right? The really to be able to fulfill themselves with something that is trying to give them a satiation of sorts. That's what Megashir is all about. Well, her ascendant lord is in that nakshatra, right? So again, further reinforcing, right? Yeah. Right. What this is all about. So, knowing that, right? Seeing that education is there, the director aspect of it is there, meaning the desire to create something of a lasting nature, right? Um, you know, the mother is there, all of these things are there, the disposition is there, right? All of these things are there. Now, here, let's talk about that fifth house some more because that's how we're going to still further validate what's going on now. Sister's born in 1972, right? So that puts her, uh, she's 47 right now, right? He... Or will be. Yeah. Well, she'll be either she's 47 or she'll be 47 this year. Right. Let me get her. Let me see her birth data. Uh, August 21st, right? So she'll be 47 this year, right? August 24th. She'll be 48 so this year. She'll be 48. Oh, this is 20. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. This is, yeah. She will be. You're right. Uh, yep, you're right. Dang. Because I'm thinking of my age. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like. Trying to wind up clock back then. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, she'll be 48. So, nonetheless, right, do you think the propensity for have, having children is pretty high right now? No. She doesn't have any, folks. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, well, remember we talked about children in the fifth house. Yeah. Well, the planet that would deny or let's say not deny but reduce or delay or for lack of better words um divert right the need for children the one planet would be saturn yeah so on the jiva level right and that's a jiva level I, i'll let y'all figure it out i mean i've said it before right but on the jiva level right it reduces children. The physical level 
Saturn is reducing the children. Would you would you say that that's more common when it's well you know that's yeah I've, I've, it's, it's, it's more very, common if it, it, would you say it's more common if it's sitting there by itself not receiving any you know absolutely yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. yes yes and even if it is there it will produce maybe one child mm-hmm. it can produce one child later in life through complications usually mm-hmm. because why 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 so why would i say through complications because saturn's in the fifth house and it's aspect in the seventh and the seventh house is the inner reproductive system for a woman mm-hmm. which slows it down yeah right it creates tamasic right slower inertia energy so the energy is not as vi- uh, 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 vivacious it's not as uh, lively in that area it's reduced it's minimized it's re is re-diverted actually internally on a deeper level it's what saturn really does right? yeah that's what it really does because energy can neither can can neither be created what nor destroyed yeah. So Saturn really doesn't, it just re-diverts it, but it doesn't externalize it, it internalizes it. Mm-hmm. And children are meant to come out, not go in. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so usually how you begin to read the chart and the destiny. So there's other things that go on with that, with regards to, and I don't want to reveal, this show I'm not going to reveal everything about her relationships and other things I do know, I won't say, because it's her personal life. But yeah. nonetheless... You're going to see a few things we'll talk about in the general sense of in the realm of relationships and so forth. But we do see, obviously, Saturn in the fifth house, especially like you said, there's no aspect by Jupiter. Jupiter can really change that. But here's the thing. The fifth Lord is aspected by Jupiter. Hmm. But Jupiter is the Karaka for children in the 12th house. Uh, Retrograde. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see, I know, I know somebody right. with uh, they got that <laughs> Jupiter Saturn. They got Jupiter conjunct Saturn in the fifth house, and they got a bunch of kids. They have children. Yeah, <laughs> they got yeah. a bunch of. But well, Ju- Jupiter's there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, see, see, because then you then and then you got to know what sign. See that. See, there's the rules. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So Jupiter being there, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely, they got children. Right. The relationship with the children might be a little different. But the children are there. Yeah. So you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then you can begin to see how this thing works. Like, ah, I get it now. Right. So and not only that, right? Jupiter's in a six Jupiter's in a six eight position to the ascendant lord itself as well. Ah. Right. Um, so those are just different factors. All those things add up. I'm gonna look at what? What's the magic word? What's the word for today? Confluence. Confluence. Right? <clears throat> so you see the confluence. Yeah. Right? But we say, what about from the moon? What about from the moon? What about Venus is in the fifth from the moon? Okay. But then what is Venus's the fifth lord from the moon? What is it? What is it? What's the fifth lord from the moon? Um, fifth lord from the moon. Count. Mm-hmm. Um, One, two, three. No, the fifth lord from the moon. Moon. Is, is Mercury. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Mercury. Yeah, from the, yeah, right? Mercury's with K2. Yeah. And then Mercury's further what? Confluence. Confluence. Yeah. <laughs> See, I mean, you, you just begin to build the patterns. Yeah. And karma's nothing but patterns, y'all. That's all it is. It's a pattern. Pattern of what? Behavior. Yeah. Because karma means action. So you see, like this is how they get to the real, like when you begin to really like, wow, this is what we're looking at. Wow. Then, because people say, "Do you believe in God?" I start laughing. Mm. <laughs> nah, <laughs> no need. All right. So, knowing those things, the sister's not going to have any children in this life, and she may adopt. Right. That's always an option at any point in time. And I'm not going to get into whether I'm going to look to see if she is. Right, just know physically from the ascendant, not gonna have any children, and she also may love children herself, but not physically have them in the sense of her own parenting, meaning that she's not going to, because the moon, the fifth lord from the moon, even though Venus is in the fifth from the moon, right, that lord 
the Lord is what rules the house, right? And so that house ruler is with a planet that is not permissive to open the door for children. Yeah. Now, going deeper in, right? So, timing is of the essence, as they say, right? And so, she kind of got started. It's not late, right? She was actually, I mean, she's been building you know, her momentum up over the years. But that's what Saturn does. That's what Capricorns do. Right? Look at Obama. You didn't see Obama coming. <laughs> no one did, right? Yeah. He came out the woodworks and had a resume. Yeah. Right? Got a nice little resume. Right? But came out the woodworks because Saturn yielded at the right when he got older. Capricorn ascendants blossom when they get older. They act old when they're young. Yeah. Maybe people say, yeah, I'm old. <laughs> they're mature. They're just, I'm just saying they're more mature. Yeah. Yeah. Very serious. Very serious children. Very serious. Deep thinking. Quiet. But the moon is in the second house, so that will open up the ability to communicate with her somewhat. She does, she does like to talk when you're in private. Right. But nonetheless. <clears throat> Getting deeper into the timing of things. Because, let's take a look. She didn't start her Saturn Dasha period until 1999. Right? Before then, she's in Jupiter. Right? Mm-hmm. And Jupiter doesn't produce anything. Right? Well, think. It's in the 12th house. Yeah. The house of... Right? The closet. The 12th house is your closet. You say bones in the closet. You want to see that bone in the closet? We looked at the 12th house, 12th lord, and situations around it. <laughs> but anyway. Um, <laughs> a little astrologer joke. Like, yeah, you got bones in there. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, you know, continuing on. So, the tw- Jupiter's in the 12th, right? Behind the scenes, right? But it's also a planet of knowledge, too. So, education, right? Getting... Because um, let's say, look, she's 99, so she started her, she was in her Jupiter period up to 97, or 99. So, what, how was she then? 20, 21. She's in her, so 2072. So, she was 30, about what, 30? In her 32, 32? Um, in 99? 27. No, no, 27, I'm sorry, 27. I'm looking at 02. So, she's 27. Mm-hmm. So that's in the twenty. So right before that, in your twenties, all the way up, that's education because that's Jupiter stuff. Right? Yeah, that's the Karaka. That's what it sent. That's what it indicates. So you have to look at the Karaka and the indicator of it first, then understand how it filters out from there. Because Jupiter in his own sign is still very powerful, right? and it's in the eleventh from the Moon, still very powerful. So. Bar none, right? She's getting an education at this time. But it's behind the what? Scenes. Scenes. Twelfth house. So, I mean, it's always there. You just have to know what you're looking at. So now, 1999 comes, and she founds the DuBarnet Agency. Right? In 1999, that's her first real solidification right and representation of herself as the ascended lord in the fifth house through the dasha yeah so now she comes out from behind the scenes and begins to build saturn up capricorn right her legacy fifth house see how i mean Pretty ABC, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now, <clears throat> what happens to relationships at this time? Oh, hmm. let's talk. <laughs> because now it's all about who. It's me. It's about what I'm creating, my creations. Yeah. So guess what suffers? Saturn's aspect and his third house aspect restricts actions. 
Mm-hmm. 10th house aspects test, test your metal. So does third house aspect, but it stops your actions. Because third house is what? Your courage and action. Yeah. So it stops the actions. That's how you read it. It stops the actions in where? At the seventh house. Boom. Seventh house, right, is marriage, relationships, partners. Now, let's look a little deeper. The ascendant itself is cap. Caps are very secretive. They're what you think Scorpio's is secretive. Cap runs a real close second. <laughs> How do you know? Why would, why would you say that Cap is secretive? Well, the eighth house, which is the house of what? Hidden things, secrets, yep. is Leo. It's the sign Leo. Right? And the sun, of course, is there in Leo. But Leo means, see, wherever Leo is, is the house where you have some degree of mastery and control. See, Capricorn is corporation, is corporate thinking. Right? Yeah. Well, corporations are very what? Secretive, aren't they? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Government, big government is what? Secret. Secretive. Yeah. That's, the, that's the Capricornian energy. Right? Very secretive. Why? Well, don't want, because they, they don't want to. Why do you think? Well, they don't want you know, right. want you to know how the sausage is made. <laughs> <laughs> well, not only that, they don't want you to see them as failures. But that too, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the major reason why they don't want you to see them as failures. They you can't see my issues. <laughs> Capricorn hides them very well. More Scorpio. See, Scorpion's martial. So it's secretive in a different way because it waits until the moment of attack. Right? Stinky. <laughs> then you get hit. Right, right. <laughs> but it's secretive. Until, but you do feel you get something. See, Cap, you don't know nothing. They could be dead to you. Saturn. Right? Rule ascendant. See how it all works perfectly, man. Yeah. This stuff is like perfectly design whoever whatever ancestors came up with it's just like wow like it's just it's a, it's a i'm not saying fallible but it's if you know how to use it right it's darn near close yeah so <clears throat> so we're going deeper in right now let's talk about that so she has mercury in the seventh house and mercury is a planet that is considered a eunuch right most, most folks wouldn't know what a eunuch is, right? In case you don't know. It's an individual that does not have their genitals, external genitals, uh, at their disposal, usually in male. Yeah. Right? The unsullied. If you, if you watch Game of Thrones, <laughs> unsullied. Uh, that's a way to say it. <laughs> unsullied. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, uh,. So, you know, Mercury in the seventh doesn't bode well for relationships many times. I mean, it can produce partners, right? And because Mercury's variety and the need to communicate in that area. But it also does produce kind of um, uh, emotionless disposition in regards to relationships a, a, a lot of times. Not all, but a lot. Yeah. Right, because we all have other placements, Moon, Venus, right? all those things. All in seventh floor and all those things play out, right? But nonetheless... Mercury is there, but there's something with Mercury that shifts the energy, and then this shows why. Also, you don't know very much about her relationships. There's not much pub. There's not much out. She's very. It says, in fact, she's very private. Yeah. Right. So we know Capricorn is the ascendant, automatically giving us the private disposition. Sun is in the eighth house. Right, ruling the eighth. Right. Again, the light is entire internalized. Not gonna shine out like that, but deeply powerful within though. Deep can go deep and could do deep research. This is to get this sister can drive herself to do research to the point it almost like make her sick. Mm -hmm. She's not careful. Because Mars is there. Yeah. Right. So when you understand these things, right? 
Then you get a, then you get a, then you begin to get it. Now Venus, the Caraca relationships, is in the sixth house, and the sixth house is the twelfth from the seventh, meaning not likely to to put themselves into a position automatically looking for love, or might look for it in a way that's not what you would consider is a healthy a relationship that is the norm, right? Yeah. K two, right. In the seventh with Mercury, Karaka again in the sixth, and then of course Rahu's already in this in the ascendant, and then Saturn's aspect in the seventh. All those are confluence to show this person may not marry, or if they marry very late, it's going to be very private wedding and it'd be no thrills, no thrills. Yeah, right. she got that uh, K two in the seventh in her um, the bancha as well. I was gonna say her Nabamsha is Capricorn as well, yeah. which double whammy. Right? And Rahu K two is in that access as well, yeah. which makes it Vergatama. Well, the term Vergatama means that it's in placement in the same placement in the ascendant. I mean, same placement in the D one, the Rossi, the main chart that is in the D nine chart. So that creates a powerful, very powerful placement in her natal chart. Because it's in there in the Navamsha. Mm -hmm. Double win. Then she has Mars debilitated in the seventh in the D9 chart. And that means that she does not like to keep promises and relationships. But I don't want to put her stuff out there, like I said. We're not, I don't mean to do that. We're going to go any deeper than that, I promise. Ava, stopping it. Right. <laughs> but nonetheless, <laughs> right? Um, you know, I'm sure she would attest to it, right? If. But actually, she wouldn't because she's very private in the first place. Capricorn's not going to tell you that anyway. Right? <clears throat> Nonetheless, this is who she is. This is how you can begin to see the destiny and how it's carved. Indeed. Um, you know, I, I know I mentioned we talked about 2005, right? Remember we talked about that? Like 05 when that kind of shift major kind of boom thing happened for yeah, well, you know, the first, it get like the initial, uh, you know, first step, first major step, 05. Well, 05, we just, no, we didn't go over 05. We talked about 99, but in 05, that's when, yeah, okay, 05, 05 when she, yeah. you know, made her first short film. Um, okay, okay. And you said it's a what? Short what? Film, film right? yeah. Okay. All right, so. But. So Saturn, go ahead. But she really. Took off in 2015. That's that's when she she yeah. got busy. Yeah, oh, that's when, 2014. Uh, 2014. Yeah, right. Because that's when she began to get all those awards. 2012 too. Because she did get that uh, Sundance Film Festival award. Yeah. So in you can see like the pay the the the, the periods are almost pretty closely aligned because that Saturn Dasha is the first one. Saturn Saturn when she hit that in '99. Boom, you can see that she launched her agency, right? The legacy that she's trying to build. Yeah. Um, and then you can see, you know, in 05, when the Saturn K2 period hits, and there's a rule in astrology that, you know, the if two planets are conjunct in one sign, the planet that produces is not the planet. So let's say if you're in a Saturn, she was in a Saturn, let's talk about her specifically. She's in a Saturn, she was in a Saturn Mercury period. Uh, starting in 2002 so you would think because sat mercury is the planet that produces writing right yeah it's the caraca for writing it's the significator for writing right you would think it would do that but it doesn't in its own period because it's conjunctive sign so that planet i mean it's conjunctive planet so that planet takes right that energy that it's with the planet is with and it facilitates whatever was going to happen in that do that period through it it it's dasha hmm. so saturn right k2 in 2005 produced right the first sudden short film right k2 is short <laughs> it's very it's quick it's a, a flash in the pan Right type of energy. Yeah, it's very quick. Right, K two acts like Mars as a rule of thumb. Remember these all these rules, right? K two acts like Mars, right? Rahu acts like Saturn. So in a K two period, something quick is going to happen. Yeah. 
and it only gives you a year anyway for it to happen because it's a quick period. So literally within that, you know, within that year, boom, that's when she did it. Within that Dasha, within that Dasha, uh, sub Dasha period. So you see, I mean, it's confluence over and over and over again. Now Mercury facilitate, right? K2 facilitated Mercury's actions, right? In its own period. So, I mean, seeing it all the way through, you can continuously see, I mean, all the way down. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, that's when you begin to see that this is the person. I mean, she's in a Saturn Mars Dasha in 2012, right? Saturn Mars. And the rule is, right? And here, I forgot to mention this. So Saturn is in the fifth, right? So we know that this is the main theme. Y'all learn this in my classes, by the way. Right? So I got some new students that are coming in. I got some old school, some new school students. So it's like this is this is the time to join now. I'm telling you, my classes will begin May 23rd. Uh, hit me up if you want to be interested. Uh, we definitely can discuss how it works and so forth. So you learn all this uh, through my classes. Right? I teach just like I'm talking to you right in the podcast. So. Saturn, right, is the main period. We look to the planet, the sub-period from that planet. Well, this, that planet, Mercury, right, is in the third from Saturn. The third house is writing, expression, communication. Mercury is there, which is the Karaka for writing, expression, and what? Communication. Yeah. Second factor, confluence. But Mercury can't express because his energy has now been redirected through K2. And when K2's period comes, then, then it re-expressed from there through, through, that, through that Saturn K2 period in 2005. So, that's basically how you can begin to see the patterns, right? Within, right? The, the underlying kind of confluence that builds up and it we can keep going right but i think we've got enough so far to really show right that this is bar done ava duvernay's right destiny as it's read up to today i'm not going to go into future stuff and start predicting for the sister because right i'm not going to do that but nonetheless i think we've got a good good real consensus of her destiny and can see it in real time yeah, indeed. I mean, you show how, you know, Saturn just makes you, you know, um, it takes a long time. But when you when you get to it, when you finally, you know, like you said, reach the mountaintop, you know, you got a masterpiece on your hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the snowball effect. Yeah. Right. The snowball effect. Right, so no doubt. Yeah. But uh, this definitely... Uh, Ava's uh, chart all the way. I mean, couldn't ask for a better time. It fits perfectly. Oh, one thing I did want to mention before we get off the the, the, the the topic of relationships with her. One thing that we look at is the nakshatra systems, which is there's a kuta system, which is really complex, where we start matching different planets and different um, placements and different things throughout the nakshatra system, but. The nakshatras themselves will reveal a lot about the nature of an individual, especially with regards to the ascendant and the moon, right? Yeah. The ascendant degree. Her ascendant degree is Uttara Ashada, which, by the way, the totem for Uttara Ashada is a mongoose. And it is the only, it is the only nakshatra that does not have a male-female pair. Mm-hmm usually denoting that these individuals don't marry or if they marry is either very silent behind the scenes or doesn't work out very well right just the rule of thumb and you can go begin to look at different little small placements when venus can be there and it can also produce something very similar the seventh floor can be there can produce something similar if it's in that particular zone between the last deg letter degrees of sag the earlier degrees of Capricorn. I'm sorry, no, the latter, I'm sorry, the latter degrees of Sag and then primarily um, up to 10 degrees of Capricorn. That's all uh, Uttara Ashada. And so when you begin to understand that that particular energy of Capricorn, that vector, that zone, 
reduces the need or desire or uh, um, it kind of circum circumvents right that relationship kind of connection because the totem itself the energy the energy zone is represented by a creature that does not have a match so they feel matchless and capricorn ascendant with Atarashada are relentless achievers right Atarashada means later victory right and what does she have in life <laughs> later victory boom enough said right. indeed indeed so um you know with that being said i want to remind you all that this podcast is brought to you by push it forward media group Kalapusha Astrology and our supporters are, um, you know, our, our good people over there on Patreon. Um, again, if you want to, um, you know, um, support us on Patreon, um, the link is in our Instagram profile. Um, you can get to it there. You can get to it off of Facebook. Um, you know, and again, to get there, follow us at Cosmic Convos, Cosmic Convo at Instagram, you know, the person who got Cosmic Convo is not even using it, man. We need to <laughs> see what we can do about that. We do. <laughs> but, um, yeah, on Instagram. And um, you can also, again, get to all the different various platforms that this um, podcast is on through Instagram as well. Um, and Brother Ra, um, remind uh, get tell the people how they can get in touch with you again. To get those good old uh, consultations or join a class. Oh uh, yeah, hit me up, uh, Kalaparusha Astrology at gmail at gmail dot com. Uh, you can hit me up on uh, Facebook or IG, same tag, same name, Shekham Raw. So get at me. Definitely want to holler at me if you're interested in these classes. I got folks signing up every week, so uh, we got plenty of space can accommodate you uh the way the system works you definitely will not regret it <laughs> i haven't had a single student ask for anything of a refund yet so uh we're in good standing so definitely hit me up let me know and we will we will make it happen indeed indeed so um you know that being said thank you all for tuning in we'll be back right here next week same day with another you know hot fire episode for you and um you know again hit us up let us know your thoughts give us your feedback and um you know we appreciate the support um brother you ain't got nothing else to um to get to the people uh no that's about it uh we could have went deeper into but ava but i think we've done an excellent job and uh, sister if you're listening get at me <clears throat> all right with that being said we're out Peace. Peace.